Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Emotional Mastery Podcast. I am your host, Rochelle. This podcast started as a space to use my voice, to share my journey of healing, and it's turned into so much more. It's a space about all things emotional, because for me, learning to self-regulate and accept what I was feeling was game-changing. Together, we learn the tools to self-regulate. We talk spirituality, holistic healing, and modalities such as human design and astrology to help you radically trust, love, and accept yourself. I have some amazing guests on here that share their story and share their tools. And this is really just a space to support you in healing mind, body, and soul. So I thank you so much for tuning in and putting yourself first. I appreciate every single one of you. I'm really excited to bring this episode to you. I have been meaning to get another human design episode out because I know that you all love the human design information and this being the emotional mastery podcast um, and being emotionally defined myself. This was a really important episode to put out and it's really taken me in my journey a long time to kind of grasp and really fully understand my emotional waves, my emotional authority because Emotional authority people, people with emotional authority tend to, I feel like, really resist it. We want to be impulsive. We don't want to wait for our wave because when we're in a high, we feel amazing. So it's like, why would we not make a decision from this space, right? And when we're in a low, we feel terrible. So it's like, we feel like we know that this isn't the thing for us. But it's really, really important to go through that wave. And it really takes time. It takes experimenting. It takes just like figuring it out. So yeah, this is a, an important episode, a personal episode to me. Um, it's really just about my journey with emotions and emotional authority and what learning that did for me and, and how it helped me. If you are unfamiliar with human design, there are some episodes in the show notes linked that you can go over and listen to that give, um, I do give a brief introduction to human design in this episode, but you can listen more down there. Or if you just love this episode and want to binge the other ones, you can go down to those links as well and check those out. I believe I've, I've had a handful of them on this podcast. So, um, and then if you if you do not know your human design and you want to pull your chart, you can go to Jovian Archive. Um, I will also link that in the show notes. So you can click on that, put in your information in there, pull your chart. It'll look like um, this little, it's like a little body graph. So you'll really notice like the chakras in there. And, you know, I explain it in the episode, so I'm not going to get it too, into it too much here, but you can go down there and pull it, whether you want to pause now and pull it so that you have it as you're going through it. But emotional authority, emotions are huge, right? Because 50% of us are emotionally defined and 50% of us are not. And so we all feel the emotions, right? And then you have the transits that turn those on and off. So whether you're not defined, if you don't have emotional authority, you're still going to be affected by emotions in some way, right? And the part of the beautiful thing about human design is I think, you know, we have what we call defined centers. So when you look at your design, it's going to be all the centers that are colored in, that are in, that are in color. And then anything that is white is going to be undefined or open. And when you have, we kind of always want to like fill the space, right? We want to like fill the thing that we don't have, whether that's a gate in a specific center or a channel that we don't have. Um, we always want to fill the thing that we don't have. And so we tend to find that's, that's where we hold the most conditioning. That's the thing that we're kind of like chasing throughout our life because we want to fill it. But the beautiful thing about human design is like bringing awareness to those places and knowing that we don't have to fill that. It is not ours to fill, right? We can observe it. We can we can taste it. We can experiment with it. We can allow the wisdom to come through us and really and taste such a, a, a broad range of the energy that can come through depending on who we're with, but that we can actually release it. So 
if you, let's say you don't have a defined head, right? Like you may get frustrated because you are not creating inspiration within yourself. You may need to be out in crowds and around other people to kind of get that, get that going. But there's so much beauty in that too, because you are truly open-minded. You are not fixated on this one viewpoint that you have, right? You're not fixated on this one mental idea that you have. You are so open to all the other ways and you're able to taste all that energy from other people. Um, same thing with your G center, which is your basically your heart, your heart center. So, you know, if you have this undefined, you may be questioning, like, who am I? If you have it defined, your question may be, will they accept me for who I am, right? And so if you have this undefined, you get to taste all of these energies from all these other people and places and transits and all these things and really get to understand yourself through that, right? And so the thing with human design is we get to look at these undefined centers and truly step into like the wisdom of the centers. And that's where ideally we lead to in human design once we've deconditioned. Um, it is said that it takes seven years to de decondition in human design. Uh, you know, you've taken, you know, however many years it was until you found human design to be conditioned through all these centers, right? You take in all these energy that you think are yours. And especially in like family systems, it's like we grow up and all these places that we have undefined and that maybe we get defined from a parent or a sibling that we think is ours because we, we're, we're living in it, right? And so when we can kind of step back and understand like, wow, shit, like that wasn't mine. Like all these years, I thought that was my stuff, my energy, you know, and maybe you felt like you were wrong for feeling a certain way. And then you can look at this system and be like, wow, like that wasn't even mine. So it is really freeing. And that's what it did for me. Um, there's just so much beauty in it. And that is really why I wanted to come and talk about this emotional authority, because it is so important that as emotionally defined people that we learn to regulate our emotions so that we can set an example for the undefined and the open, right? So that we can show them how to properly regulate their emotions and also help them understand that it's not theirs, right? And have compassion in that. Because I think when you have an, you know, if you are defined and let's say you have a partner who is undefined or open and they don't, there's not a level of understanding sometimes within that. Like I have found myself in partnership with people who are completely open solar plexus. And so you can imagine coming from somebody who is highly defined and in, in riding a wave constantly to somebody who is the polar opposite and detached from their emotions, there is some friction there, right? So having compassion so that I know like, hey, I'm riding this wave of emotions and I know that this person is disconnected from their emotions. So they're not being cold, right? They're showing their their way of caring in other ways. And so just having that big picture view, right? Like understanding other people on that level has been really, really helpful and like life-changing for me. Like my whole family is undefined emotionally. I'm the only one in my in my in the family that I grew up in that has an emotional authority. And so I was constantly riding these wave of emotions and I felt really wrong for that because they were not defined and so they didn't really understand this wave. They just knew that I woke up and I was moody, right? Like I was the moody one, I was the sensitive one, I was the one you had to walk on eggshells around, right? But then on the flip side I have to understand what my emotions are doing to them, right? And how that's affecting them. So I could go on about it, but this whole episode is about emotional authority. I'm really excited for you to listen to it. I am also reading, I literally have blown through this book in like a day. I'm almost done with it, but um, Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert. Um, she also wrote E, e Pray Love, if you're, if you're familiar with it, which you probably are because it was like the number one book for like years. But this this book, Big Magic, is all about being creative. And it is so beautiful just in like having a passion. I had a conversation with somebody the other day and we were talking about the podcast and talking about the things that we're passionate about because, you know, I'm a 6'3", emotionally emotional manifesting generator in human design. So through my life, I've kind of tended to go bounce from passion to passion, but I've never really stuck with any of it, right? Like it was just kind of like I had this fire and I tried it out. And then when it failed, you know, I was just like, eh, I'm done. 
but you know, this podcast and the health coaching and everything that I do, I've been so lit up by for years. And it's the thing that like, I know that I'm so passionate about, like writing, right? Like my blog and not that any of those, you know, like the blog, I don't even, I don't, I don't even know my stats. Like I don't even look at the numbers behind it because it's not even, that's not what it's about. But this book like really talks about when you have a passion like that and you want to do something, it's like, keep at it. Um, but you know, even as an entrepreneur, right, you're going to fail over and over and over and over again. And it really shows you what you are passionate about. Because if you fail, and then you just throw your hands up and give up, like, was it really a passion to begin with? And I think about that, you know, like with this podcast, like, I try not to look at the numbers, (laughs) I get it, we get I get a weekly update from um, the podcast host, the platform that I use. But other than that, I don't really look at the numbers, because that's not what it's about for me. And this person that I was speaking to, that's what she asked me, she's like, if you knew that it was never going to be successful, would you continue to do it? And from day one, the first very first day that I put out this podcast, my intention was just if I can help one person, shift their perspective. If I can help one person feel less alone, if I can help one person maybe just understand themselves a little bit better or just, you know, resonate with something, then that's all that it's for, right? So I just, I don't know, that <laughs> that's what this this book, The Magic, I've just been like binging it. So of course, like that's what I just wanted to bring that to you. I'll put it in the show notes too if anybody is interested in reading it. If you are a creative, everybody is, everybody is creative, right? Um, but whether you're tapped into it or whether you're working towards something like I, yeah, I feel so passionate about writing and, and it's like I work all day, but then I come home and my kids go to bed and I'm writing or I'm creating and I'm editing podcasts. And it's just like those things like truly do light me up. And, you know, there are some days where when I'm in a low of my wave where I'm just like, oh my gosh, is this even worth it? Right? Like, uh, is it is it worth like all of the time that I'm putting towards it? And sometimes I think about that with spirituality too. It's like I spend so much time like reading spiritual texts and meditating. And then I'm just like, there are days where I'm like, oh, you know, like what if it's all not real? And I've just like spent so much time. But the point isn't like, the point is like, does it bring you joy, right? And the meditating and the spiritual texts and like that literally lights up my soul. And I have strong faith in that. But but we do have moments, right, where we're where we waver. And especially if you're emotionally defined, like you're gonna be down on your wave. And so it's just like, it was just a really great reminder, um, you know, to stick with your passions, to follow your passions. And so just wanted to bring it to you guys. Um, aside from that, just a couple like housekeeping things, you know, one-on-one sessions are open. It's just like, it's a synthesis of like all these modalities and tools that I'm just so passionate about to help you feel better. Um, that's been my mission. Like I just said, I just, you know, my mission, yeah, is to help you feel better. I want you to know, feel less alone. If you, you know, supports you, guide you, and just kind of you know changing a few things in your life. And it's it's not going to be you know an overnight process. It can be. Some people you know can can do that, but realistically, the most of us don't, right? So um, those sessions are open. If you would like any more information, you can DM me. You can send me an email. Uh, all the information is down below. You can get me on Instagram. I'm always putting out content there. The membership space I have decided to open up uh, completely free. Um, Um, There are workshops in there that will be paid. There are, you know, you will get a discount for all of the stuff in the shop, um, being a member in the membership. But I've just been really called to do this, to open it up as a free space because I just want to support and I and I want 
you guys within the membership space to find that community and to find that support for each other. And so that I'm also going to leave in the show notes completely free. Um, Again, there will be workshops in there. I'm working on getting a human design workshop in there. I'm working on getting a gut health workshop in there. Those workshops will be paid, but if you are in the membership, you will have a discount on those. So that is pretty much all that I've got for you. Um, Enjoy this episode. I so appreciate um, every single one of you and, you know, whether you rate, review, subscribe, share, tag me, share with a friend, um, share with somebody who's emotional authority or maybe married to emotional authority or has kids that are um, if you are not. But I appreciate every single one of you so much and enjoy the episode. Okay, so if you've listened to this podcast for a while, then you know I'm all about getting to know yourself and getting into your body. And one of the ways that I do that, really getting to know myself, is with some solo play. Dame's Arc has been my solo partner for the past couple years, and I cannot talk enough about it. Not only does it feel great, but the quality is amazing, and I really think it's so important to give yourself what you need. And sometimes that form of self-care just looks like a full-on date night with yourself, right? Like dinner, a movie. Why stop there? So Dame has been so amazing and is giving you all 10% off any order with the code EMOTIONAL10. E-M-O-T-I-O-N-A-L-10. I promise you won't regret this product. I rec- recommend it to my girlfriends all the time, literally. And they have recently sent me the new Air. And ladies, if you want to get there fast, this is the product for you. That code, again, is EMOTIONAL10. There's also a link down the show notes. You will not regret it. Give yourself what you need and enjoy. This episode is going to be about emotional authority. So I was going to create an episode, or I did record one, about all of the authorities in human design. So if you are not familiar with human design, there's a couple other episodes that have to do with human design. I will link them in the show notes, but just as a broad overview... Human design essentially is a blueprint to who you are. It is who you are at a soul level. So you kind of like astrology, uh, you put in your birth time, place, and location. Birth time, birth place, and birth day. There you go. (laughs) You put in those three things. And it gives you this body graph in front of you. And it's essentially just you. Anything that is in white is going to be these open centers. So human design is a synthesis of astrology, the Kabbalah tree of life, the Chinese I Ching, quantum mechanics, and I'm forgetting one, Kabbalah, Chinese I Ching, astrology on the chakra system. <laughs> so you will pull this entire chart and it's really just you. And so the main points in human design are your type, strategy, and authority. If you listen to any human design um, coach, reader, lover, that you're going to hear about this type strategy and authority. I'm not going to go too, too much into all of those things, but essentially like human design is really deep. It's really complex. It's really nuanced and you can really dive really deep into human design. Um, I will link all of the prior human design episodes down in the show notes so you can go check those out. But really when you are learning human design, the main focus you're going to hear in the beginning is this type strategy and authority. And it can be really frustrating, right? You find this design, you find all of these things out about yourself, you kind of have this little awakening, and then you're just told to follow your strategy and authority. And you're like, okay, seriously, <laughs> like I want more than that. And we all want to like truly know ourselves, right? I know that's how I ended up down this human design spiral is that I was able to see myself, which then allowed me to accept myself. And then I wanted to know everything about myself, right? And it became this like 
it was almost like the human design chart, right? Like my design was was defining me. And so I ended up taking a step back. I, gosh, I was reading everything I could dive into. I was talking to people and I still see it all the time. Like when I'm talking to somebody, I'm like, oh, you must be a projector. When somebody's like, oh my gosh, I, I always go home and I nap. I'm like, yeah, you don't have a defined sacral, right? Like it is so ingrained and it's such a part of my life, but I really had to take a step back from my personal life from allowing it to define me and really stand in my truth and find out what that meant for me, right? And just be so sure of myself and like my knowing and coming back to myself that anything I learned about human design was just a compliment to who I was. And so in this episode, I want to specifically talk about emotional authority because emotions, if you notice the title of this podcast, which is all about emotions, emotions have been my biggest struggle in my life. I was not shown a healthy way of dealing with them. I was not given tools to deal with them. So I shut them down for a long time, which then ended me ending up in toxic and abusive relationships and situations because I then played the victim. But I am an empath and a highly sensitive, and I didn't know what any of that meant, right? I just knew that when I felt things, people would get mad, or if I expressed those things that I was told I was wrong. And so I just, I tried my hardest to shut them down for so long, and it didn't work. Of course, it didn't work. But when I opened up that floodgate, of allowing myself when I was finally safe in my surroundings to be emotional, I had no tools to regulate them, right? I had no tools to understand them and process them. And so then they became this thing that just like completely took over every part of my being. I was drowning in them. I couldn't figure out what way was up. Everything made me emotional. Everything made me cry. And I had no understanding of why, right? I had no tools to process it. I had no just I had no understanding. So it was kind of like the opposite of not feeling anything or not allowing my emotions to be expressed where it was like I was oversharing. I was overexpressing. I was still kind of playing the victim in a sense because I was like, well, I'm feeling all of those things and I'm trying to understand all these things and I'm going to tell you about all these things because you're safe to me and da, da, da. And so it was like the opposite end of the spectrum. And so then I spent years, the last like five years, really getting these tools to be safe within my own body, to be safe within my own mind. And to really regulate my emotions so that when they come up, now I can process through them, I can come back to my knowing, and then then if it's safe to express those to somebody or if there's something I want to share with somebody, then I can do it in a healthy way. Do I always win or do I always get it right? No, right? Like you can guarantee there are times when I'm in a trigger and I'm just crying or find myself falling into that victim mindset or blaming somebody or wanting to overshare, especially with people that feel safe. But I have the awareness and the self-acceptance right at this point that I can catch myself when that's happening and maybe take a pause and a step back. Or even in the middle of a conversation, when I catch myself doing it, be like, oh, like, do you have space for this right now? Or should we re revisit this at another time when I've kind of gone through my process and maybe you're in a place where you're better equipped to handle when I'm like dumping on you, right? And so it's all this, it's all um, experimentation. It's all about self-regulation. It's all about getting to know yourself. Like I think that is the biggest thing. And that is why human design is such a beautiful and amazing tool in really helping you understand and get to know yourself. Because I think like so often what happens, especially when you are an emotional being and you're an empath or highly sensitive, whatever label that you want to put on it, you're just a highly feeling being. And a lot of times we are taught to abandon ourselves in our childhood, right? In our young adulthood, because it's not safe to feel or express in that way. Um, and so then coming back to that and learning that, first of all, 
all my emotions are right. I got an email um, like a week ago that really triggered me. And I kept it to myself, but I, I was feeling it. And then I decided to talk to a few people about it. I knew in, on an awareness level, I knew that by talking about it, I was going to make the thing bigger, right? Because energy goes where our attention, energy flows where our attention goes. And so I knew that by talking to people about it, I was making the situation bigger and I wasn't looking for validation. And even I even made that clear. I said, I know that I'm entitled to feel that way that I am over this, but there was a small part of me in the back of my mind that wanted to feel validated in me being triggered by that email. Right. Like, I, I think I wanted to explain that to somebody and just be seen and heard, right? Not to be told that I was right or wrong. I just wanted that the space to be held um, in a safe way. And so, but again, that, that has taken a long time uh, because my old pattern would be that I would get triggered and then I would tell myself, I'm being overly dramatic or I'm being silly or what I'm feeling is ridiculous or that I'm misinterpreting it. And I've really just come to understand like, no, like my body, my body is telling me something, right? So whether it is quote unquote justified or whether I'm quote unquote being overly dramatic, I'm still justified. Like there's a reason my body reacted the way that it did. So what is emotional authority? <laughs> Let's backtrack a little bit. So in your human design, again, you have type strategy and authority. So type is going to be your energy type, right? It's, it is your energy, how it interacts with the world. So you can be a generator type, which is either generator or a manifesting generator. Um, they both have defined sacral, which means they just have, they're tapped into life force, workforce energy. You have a consistent access to this. You can kind of go, go, go. Uh, you may not need naps. You just like are always like on. Uh, it's kind of like being plugged into the wall, right? Like you still need rest and you still need to recharge, but like you have this constant source of energy. Then you have projectors, um, which do not have that defined sacral. So projectors, um, yeah, they don't have the defined sacral. They may need to nap a little bit more. Um, they have to wait for the invitation, which is their type. Um, then you have manifestors. Manifestors are basically here to to manifest, right? Like they're here to take action. They're here to initiate. Um, and their, their strategy is to inform. So it's important for them to inform those around them. And then you have reflectors. Reflectors are completely open. So which just means they are a complete sponge to all of the energy around them, right? They're literally here to taste the world. They're here to reflect their environment back. So they're so important. They're about 1% of the population. And so um, you have type, or yeah, type, that's the type. The strategy, again, generators is to respond, to wait to respond. Manifestors is to inform and then initiate. Projectors is to wait for an invitation. Um, and then reflectors are to wait for lunar cycle, which just gives them an opportunity to go through the all of the types all the strategies, all the authorities throughout that lunar cycle so that they can actually taste what works for them and what doesn't, what their truth is, right? So, and then you have your authority, which is basically the way that you make decisions, which is the way that your body lets you know if something is for you or not. And what the thing I love about human design and why I've been so human design obsessed is because the biggest key lesson, at least for me personally, that I've gotten out of human design is understanding energetics, right? Understanding that, yes, the mind is a beautiful thing, right? And it's here to take in information. It's here to process things in a sense. It's here to like store all of that. And it's, it's intellectual and it's beautiful in that way. But it's not here to make decisions. It is not here to make decisions. So it can take, you can take the information you get in your mind and use it as information for your body to properly respond. 
but your mind is your ego and your mind is always going to question something. So you can make a decision in your mind. Like if you, if you, if you're trying to choose a job, right? Say you have two options. You don't know what you're going to do. Human design tells us to maybe take the information, you know, right from, from our minds, like the pay, the, this, the, that, and the other thing, the, the, the hours, the benefits, all those things, whatever. But what's really ultimately going to make the decision is your body. You can pick mentally, okay, on a mental level, I have one job that's paying me $20,000 a year more than the other one, has excellent benefits. The other one has no benefits. The other one is $20,000 less. The other one is 20 more miles away. But my body may light up by that job as opposed to the job with the higher pay and the higher benefits. And should I take the job with the higher pay and the higher benefits? I'm not going to be in it, right? Like my body's not going to be lit up by it. Things may, because I'm not trusting myself in making that decision, things may just, I may find a lot more resistance to it, right? And so when you're looking at human design, the reason why we always talk about type strategy and authority is because when you can trust those and you can follow those and you can experiment with those, like once you can get those down, everything else will naturally fall into place. So it doesn't matter what gate 24 means, right? Like it it does, but it doesn't because if you're following your type strategy and authority, gate 24 is going to do what gate 24 is supposed to do, right? You have gate 22 in the emotional solar plexus. If you are following your strategy and authority properly, doesn't matter, right? Like gate 22 will do what gate 22 is supposed to do. If you're following your strategy of authority, which puts you in alignment with yourself, which means you're trusting yourself, which means you're making decisions for your body, right? So all the things. So again, that is a very, very sort of brief <laughs> overview of human design and what it is. But there are seven different authority types. And today we're going to focus on emotional authority because this has been the lesson of my life, because it's the, <laughs> this is the Emotional Mastery Podcast, because I think emotions are so, so important to understand and regulate to effectively go through life because whether you are emotional or not emotional, right? And so when you look at human design, if you have any of the centers within your body graph, there are nine centers, right? Um, your head's going to have the triangle, the inverted triangle, and then you have all the ones below below the body. So your emotional authority, if you're looking at the piece of paper, your emotional solar plexus is going to be the far, the triangle that's pointing outwards on the far right. Um, this is your emotional solar plexus. So the gates of the solar plexus are going to be 37, 6, 49, 22, 55, 36, and 30. So basically what this means, if you have an emotional authority, it means that that center is going to be in color. So anything in your, any center in your human design chart that is in color means that you, it is defined what we say. You are creating that energy. If it is white, it means it's undefined or open. The difference between undefined and open is that if it is undefined, you will have a, a gate active within that center. So let's say your emotional solar plexus is white, but then gate 22 is has a little black circle around it. That means gate 22 is activated, right? And it's got a half a line. Um, and then if it's open, it means there are no activations within that center, which essentially means it's this little energy center in your in your chart that is off floating on its own with nothing connecting it to anything else. Um, and so as it relates to your emotional solar plexus, if you have a completely open solar plexus center, you may be very detached from your emotions, right? But when you do feel them, you feel them intensely because you almost have no grounding within that center, right? You have no frame of reference to what that is. And you may not even understand that that's not your energy, right? Because you don't create that energy within you naturally. And so when you have somebody like me who is highly activated in their emotional solar plexus partnered with somebody who is completely open. Okay. I was interrupted. The doorbell rang. Um, 
this is a kind of a story about emotional authority. So I, um, a couple, a few weeks ago now I had COVID. And so obviously I had to take, just had to take some time off of work. And the day I was going back to one of my jobs, I just had this feeling like literally this body feeling. And cause I didn't want to go back. I wanted to take a couple extra days, but I was asked to come back. So I went back. Anyway, so since then, I've just had this feeling, um, and I always, you know, in my journey, I'm just kind of, if something doesn't feel good, I try and shift and pivot. So something has just felt off. And so anyway, without getting into the story, I go into work today and just felt like it was time to leave. And so I left. Um, and so my dad just stopped by with some flowers, um, which of course, like, makes me, you know, all emotional because it's super sweet. But um, yeah, so... Anyway, so um, emotional authority. So basically, when you have emotional authority and you have your emotional solar plexus defined, you are essentially constantly riding a wave of emotions. There are um, four different wave types. Um, you know, you go up and down in a wave, so your emotions always go up and down. I always find it really helpful just to remind myself that whatever I'm feeling, this too shall pass, right? Like this has been my mantra since I like really started this journey and regulating my emotions and just remembering that like whatever I'm feeling, however intensely and deeply I'm feeling it, like this will pass, like it will change, it will shift. And there are obviously tools that you can, that, that help get through that. Um, but essentially like you're riding this wave of emotions. And so before making any decision, it's important to ride your wave, right? Because you're getting different information in your highs and you're getting different information in your lows. And then when you come back to this neutral space again, then you kind of take that information and see what feels best for you, right? Leave the mind out of it, but how do you physically feel? Really important to tap into what feels like a yes and what feels like a no. Like for me, when I get a yes, it's this expansive, expanded light feeling in my chest. And when it's it's a no, I get this like tight, heavy feeling. I personally in my chart, so if you look at cognition, which is a little bit more of an advanced aspect of human design, um, but if you do have a chart that talks about your cognition, I believe Zoe, um, Jenna Zoe's chart has cognition. Um, I don't know if Jovian Archive, if theirs talks about cognition, but it's kind of like your superpower. It's kind of like the thing that if you're having a hard time maybe tapping into your uh, authority and making a decision, you can kind of like tap into that and it'll give you a little bit of hints, right? So my um, my cognition on top of being emotionally defined is feeling. So I literally tap into the energy around me. Like I literally feel into it, which makes me like, because when you are, when you have an undefined solar plexus or an open solar plexus, you can be a people pleaser, right? Because you are sensing these emotions off people and you don't like to rock the boat, right? Like you want, you don't like confrontation. You may tend to lie to avoid confrontation. And there's a lot of aspects of the undefined and open solar plexus that I really resonated with when I was first started learning human design. But of course, like being emotional really, really resonated with me. And so I was kind of confused a little bit. But when I first learned human design, my birth time was actually off by less than an hour. And so it actually gave me outer vision as my cognition. So I was like, yeah, cool. That makes sense. You know, like, or sorry, inner vision. And so I was like, yeah, cool. That makes sense. Like I have like a very vibrant world in my mind, you know, like my, I'm very creative and all those things. And so um, when I finally changed my time to the correct time on my birth certificate, um, it said I was feeling cognition and I was just like, yep, like that 100% makes sense. That is exactly it. That's why I have felt the energy. Like literally I have felt people's emotions when, you know, like if you are creating any center that you have to find, any center that's colored in, like you are creating that energy. So you're not so much susceptible to the energy coming in, right? Like you're putting it out. So other people will feel your energy more than you will feel theirs, right? So 
theoretically, if you have an emotional authority, you're putting out all the emotions and you're not necessarily going to pick that up from others. Others will pick it up from you. Right. And so like, it's funny, like in hindsight, when I look at my relationships and like, I've kind of pulled their charts just to see, I don't have their exact birth time, but all of them have been undefined emotionally. And so especially in these toxic relationships, it's been this 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 push and pull of like, I'm putting out these emotions that they're picking up on. They're reacting to it and enhancing and Im- amplifying the emotions that I'm putting out, which is then coming back to me. And because I'm feeling cognition, I'm then taking those in, which increases my emotions. So it's just a cycle that without awareness, you will just constantly repeat and repeat. So there are four different waves. Again, you will always ride up a wave and down a wave. And that's just going to be like your constant. It doesn't always makes sense. And the thing with emotional authority is that this is what Ra says. Ra is the person who downloaded um, human design. But he was like, if you are emotional, then just always play hard to get because there's no truth in the now, right? Because like what I'm feeling right now, the space that I'm at right now, yes, it is my truth right now, but it is it my complete truth, right? Like our emotional wave paints our reality, right? It's the lens from which we view from, which is not to, um, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not to say that your experience is invalid. It's not to invalidate you. Um, because whatever you feel right now is truly what you feel, but it's, it it may not be what you feel in five minutes. It may not be what you feel in an hour. So it's just understanding that and, and accepting that. But you have these different wave types. You have the source wave, um, which comes from channel 59, six, and this is, channel of mating, right? This is all about intimacy, sexuality. Um, it is like the source wave, right? It, it is the biggest, it, it, it is all of the different waves, like kind of where it comes from. And then you have the tribal wave, um, which is gates or channel 1949 and 3740. And this one kind of like writes up a little bit and then it takes a dip and then it goes up a little bit and then it takes a dip. Um, and this one is all about like need, right? Because it's community. It's, it's going to be about about feeling and touch. And then you have the individual wave. So that's gate or that's channel 2212 and 3955. So the individual is really interesting because when it's explained in the books, it's explained to be like one of the lesser lesser intense waves. Um, but it's these little, it's it's like kind of like emotionally stable and then it spikes up and then comes back down emotionally stable and then spikes down and then comes back up emotionally. So in theory, um, according to the books, Um, it's apparently like one of the least intense ones, which I, maybe it's with feeling cognition. I don't know, but I feel it intensely because it can go up and down like multiple times during the day. And then in one minute I'm like on this high, one minute I'm a low, then I'm emotionally neutral. And so I think without like having the tools to self-regulate, um, yourself, of course, from an outside perspective and somebody who's not emotionally defined, it can seem really, really intense and really dramatic and all the things. So, but this wave is all about passion, right? The individual wave is, is about the individual. It's about passion. It's how love makes you feel. It's about the music. It's just, it's very auditory. Um, so it's all of those things. And then you have the collective wave, which is 4130 and 39, 36, 35, and so gate 30, I actually, I have in my unconscious son um, and gate 30 is the clinging fire, right? Like this is the, the gate of desires. And so these kind of like link up to the 36, 35, but this is about the experiences for the collective, right? You're always going to be doing the things and experiencing the things for the bigger purpose, the bigger, the bigger picture. And so whatever wave that you have in this is just helpful in understanding like how your wave is going to manifest, how you're going to feel into it, what that what that looks like for you. And so really just it's so important to really experiment with it. Because 
people who are emotionally defined tend to be impulsive because because when we're in a high, it's it, oh, it's the thing, right? It's the thing that we need. It's the thing that we want. It's the thing that's good, that's going to make us better. And it's a, it's it's just that high can be so intense, and everything feels good when we're in it, right? And then we hit that low. It's so low, and we're just like, oh my gosh, like nothing can go right. It's that victim mindset. Like people with emotional authority can be play the victims a lot. And then just being aware that people around you. So fifty percent of people are emotionally defined, and fifty percent aren't. And so when we're fifty percent of us are walking around in this unregulated emotional state, the other 50% who maybe aren't aware of their emotions are picking up and amplifying that. You just create this completely emotional collective, right? And so it really is on the emotional authority to regulate and understand their emotions and process their emotions and really be an example to the undefined. My son, so my daughter is emotionally defined. I'm emotionally defined and my son is not. He is undefined. Um, but he's actually has a lot of gate activation. So when all of us come together, he has a highly activated emotional solar plexus. And we can really, especially with my daughter is about to go through puberty. So she's got all the emotions going on. I'm always have emotions going on. I have tools to regulate it, but it doesn't mean that I, I don't feel them. And so on an energetic level, he walks around here sometimes and for no reason will just like lose his shit. And we're like, whoa, what's going on, right? But he's, you know, he doesn't have the words for it. He doesn't understand what's happening to him. He just knows he feels a whole bunch. Like sometimes when I wake up in a low, as soon as I open the door, I can just set, like he'll throw something or he'll like he gets upset, right? And I know that. And and if I feel emotionally neutral and he's in this state, like I'm, then I'm like, okay, well, what's my daughter going through internally, right? Because I don't necessarily like, yes, I have this feeling cognition, so I can tap into that and I get frustrated and irritated and all those things. But like, I'm not feeling her emotions like he is in the same way that he is because he's amplifying these emotions. And so it's, it's having this awareness. So like when he does like freak out like that, I can just be like, listen, like you're entitled to be angry. You are entitled to feel sad. Like I am not, I mean, I am in no way telling you not to feel those things, but can we talk about it? What is the healthiest way right now to express that? Do you, sometimes I ask if he wants to sit in meditation and he'll do it for like 30 seconds and then he's off doing whatever. But like, sometimes he just needs a hug, right? Instead of just being like, stop it, you're being ridiculous, right? Um, and so it's just being really aware of those things and and just in, in understanding like how we can work with those around us, work with, help them understand us, right? Because it's not just like, oh, well, the undefined people in my life need my attention. Like, no, take care of yourself, right? Like it's a mutual, it's a, it's a back, it's, the word is escaping me, <laughs> but you know, it's like, you need to understand them and they need to understand you. But I think when you understand yourself and you have love and grace and acceptance and awareness for yourself, it naturally falls in line, right? Like people are naturally going to be able to understand you better because you're going to have the words and you're going to have the integrity and the intuition and you're really going to trust yourself and and to know like hey i'm not in a good mood today i'm not going to push myself to go out tonight because i know other people are going to be affected by my emotions right and so it's so important that emotional because it can be so intense like i said like my emotions just literally overwhelm me sometimes to the point where i'm just like i can't see out of it i can't see past it um but it's just these small things it's whether it's meditation or journaling or having a community or having like a safe space um, you know, and if you have tools and I say tools loosely, because I think, you know, we want to protect ourselves and sometimes numbing out with alcohol, drugs, food, social media, all those things like, yes, momentarily they help us curb that, that emotional wave maybe, but it's always going to come back up. And it's always, you know, if we don't deal with the thing in, in the moment, if we don't process the wave, um, then it's always going to come back. And so I would urge you to find a healthier tool to deal with your emotions. 
But also don't shame yourself if you decide to have a couple drinks because you're feeling like shit. Like it happens. It's life. We're human. We're not going to get it right all the time. We're not perfect. Um, And we're all navigating this together. So that is really like emotional authority, just understanding your specific waves and, and gates and channels that you have active is so, so helpful in just having awareness of and accepting what's, what's happening inside of your body and your mind. Um, and then really just trying to pull yourself out of your mind. Like, do you have a meditation practice or do you move? Like for me, it's always when I can go and run or do something that's kind of going to shift that energy around and allow me to get more into my body. And then that way I can actually tap into what I'm feeling and what I'm needing, um, as opposed to just like letting my mind go crazy. And really meditation helps with that so much. I've noticed, you know, I've been practicing meditation for years and just the more deeper I get into it, into my spirituality, into just like having that blind faith with the universe and just being like, I trust that this is the path I'm supposed to be on. I trust that these decisions or the decisions I'm supposed to be making, um, things just become a little bit more clear and a little bit easier. Um, and so I really, yeah, I think whatever that practice is for you, just finding it so that you can really <sighs> regulate them and understand them. So that is like, yeah, understanding those emotions is, is crucial. So I, yeah, I would urge you to pull your human design, look at that emotional solar plexus, um, understand what it's telling you, understand what gates are active. Um, I'm actually going to leave in the show notes, I'm going to leave a little PDF for you that you can go grab so you can just fill out and it's going to be like journaling prompts, um, identifying gates and what those gates mean. I'll lay out all the gates. You can also get the Emotional Authority Workbook, which is in the show notes. It's in the shop on my website. Um, And it's just like it's pages of understanding your not only the human design perspective of emotional, uh, your emotional authority, but also like how you can help it through gut health, right? Like through holistic healing and all those things. So I'm going to leave that in the show notes just to to be a support um, in your evolution and you understanding your emotions and regulating your emotions. So I thank you so much for listening. I would love if you would head over, especially for Apple iTunes, rate, review, subscribe, follow if you're on Spotify. It really, really does help get the podcast out so that I can continue to bring you episodes. Um, again, I thank you so much for listening wherever you're listening, whether it's in the car or at work or at the gym or just at home, you know, chilling. Uh, I appreciate you so much and I hope you have a beautiful rest of your week.